okay, we need to redo this. <laughs> oh no. Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Vicious Virgos. I'm Ilana. I'm Jacqueline. And this week we're going to be talking about Venus, the love sign. We're very excited about this one. And we feel that this is the most underrated of all of the planets. People need to look at it more, just saying. Yeah, I mean, between this one and Mars, I feel yeah. like those are those are the two pairs that you look for when you're looking for compatibility in a yeah. romantic partner. Yeah, Mars is uh, aggression and sex, and Venus we'll get into in a moment. But before we start, would you like to do the honors of our horoscope? Of course. Thank this you. is my favorite part. So, Lonnie. Yes. Today, our compatibility says, Jacqueline B., when you don't get your way, it becomes easier to micromanage. Alana the Virgo, on the other hand, becomes unoriginal. They are too distracted by fantasy to communicate about reality. Listen, pay attention to the inflections in their voice. Uh, that's so accurate. <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt to argue <laughs> with that because, yes, it's 100% on the nose for you. Cool. All right. Well, let's get into Venus, shall we? Okay. So I pulled from Cafe Astrology, very classic website. I'm sure that everyone has gone to it to look up their chart. So Cafe Astrology, we're going to kind of go from there. So Venus is obviously the goddess of love. In astrology, Venus has a dual rulership over Libra and Taurus. Those are the two most like luxurious, loving signs, right? As a result, Venus represents two main areas of our life, love and money. Obviously, Taurus is uh, the love part. (laughs) (laughs) Love and money is actually a simplistic interpretation of Venus. Venus rules our sentiments, what we value, and the pleasure we take in life. Grace, charm, and beauty are all ruled by Venus. Through Venus, we learn about our tastes, pleasures, artistic inclinations, and what makes us happy. So it's a lot more than just love. We look to Venus in the natal chart. Natal chart, like we talked about, is our basic chart of who we are. That has all your signs in it to see how we approach relationships of the heart as well as what gives us pleasure. So for example, do we enjoy the give and take of relationships? Venus and Libra, the security of relationships give us Venus and Cancer or the thrill of the conquest, Venus and Aries. That's sort of how it works. And then obviously you look at where it's placed in your house to kind of depend, you know, figure out the balance, all that sort of stuff. We'll talk about that another time. Venus is also how we spend our money, the types of gifts we buy and how much we spend on leisure activities, which I did not know, by the way, until like a few weeks ago. I'm really curious. What's your Venus again? Leo. Oh. Yes. Check that. (laughs) Gotcha. Astrologers have interpreted the position and condition of Venus in the natal chart differently depending on the gender of the native. The reason for treating Venus in men's and women's charts differently is based on the idea that men may tend to disown the qualities of Venus in in their own chart because, you know, women are from Mars. I wonder if they amplify. Yeah. I was just going to say, I wonder if they amplify their Mars then. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Since the energies of Venus have to go somewhere, when a man doesn't own or identify with his Venus, energies could be projected onto the woman he meets and relates with. Women are more thought to be more easily related to and own Venus qualities. So for all of our ladies, this is going to be a very important episode. And for the men, lean into your Venus because a lot of you have great Venuses and you should lean into them more. It sounds like you have great penises, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thanks for that. You have great penises. <laughs> the last thing I'll say is that Venus rules attachments to others. It rules attractiveness, both the ability to attract and attraction to others and things. Venus energy is harmonious, and this is why people with Venus prominent in their charts, so we talked about Libra, Taurus, but also people that have it in like their first house 
are often peacemakers. In Venus, we find a need to be appreciated and to appreciate. Venus rules, amongst other things, the arts, love and romance, beauty, and the beautifying process, money, entertainment, leisure, sensuality, and comfort. Blah, 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 blah. Exactly. So one more thing to remember with Venus is that when we are acting out our Venus, we compromise, make peace, are loving and act with taste. And on the negative side, we can be self-indulgent, self-centered, vain, and superficial. So while, when we talk about this, keep all that in mind. So it's basically having your Venus be something that you identify with in a positive direction and really make, make the most of is going to reap the best rewards for you. Obviously you don't ever want to be negative, but I think on the flip side, it can be a very, very negative part of your chart. So you have to really lean into it. I think that also depends on where it is in your chart, but here nor there. And just so you guys know, Jack is a Venus in Virgo. I'm a Venus in Leo. Could not be more different. No, we are so unbelievably different when it comes to love and money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Um, and, and not just like when we say love and money, it, that refers to things that like Ways that we give and receive love and mm-hmm. attention, um, the importance and value that we place on specific relationships in our life, and then also, you know, it's like how we how we save, yeah, we um, spend the things and money that we spend yeah. on our homes or yeah. for each other, or well, I don't know, we kind of spend the same thing on each other. We always know to give each other like a Sephora gift card. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. This year, can I have Botox? <laughs> I'll work on it. I'll work. All right, so we'll start with Aries. We always start at the top. So oh, Venus and Aries sounds like an exhausting Venus to have. So they flirt by being upfront, direct, and daring. They're going to win you over by expressing how independent they are and how amazing they are. This is how they express their love. They're madding, maddeningly me-centric. What? Shocking. So I think that they... Maddeningly? Yeah, madden, maddeningly... <laughs> Maddeningly. Yeah. And the right person is going to find that charming. So this Venus is turned on by energy and activity. They don't like, like too mature, vague, beating around the bush or like stuffy activities. So if you're serious, this isn't going to be a good one for you. In love, they're very addicted to the conquest. So they want to pursue you. They want to know you have other suitors in order for a relationship to feel new and fresh for them. They are going to require a lot of stimulation. So this person is going to need a lot of action from you. You're going to be need to be like really direct, open and honest with them. If you want them, you are not going to be able to play games with them. They're not going to like that unless you're being some sort of like competitiveness. And one thing that I will say is, and this is from Cafe Astrology, their personal ad bio would be, I have a strong sense of adventure. I will win you over. I'm self-taught and self-sufficient. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. And one thing, another thing to remember with money, they are impulsive buyers and they want new and innovative products. <laughs> so really? that's something you should keep, Derek, keep in mind. But yeah, this person is very enthusiastic, very attractive, very demanding in love, very hard to resist, gets to the point. I mean, as a Leo and Venus, this sounds awesome to me. I love this. But what is your take and what is your advice and all that stuff? Oh my gosh. I mean, like we talked about from the beginning of the episode, I think that people need to start looking outside of their sun and leaning into different parts of their chart, depending on their relationship, depending on the year, depending on how they feel, how old they are, yada, 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 yada. But one of the things that I find so exciting about having your Venus in Aries is that you're such an exciting person, yeah, right? And the way that you love is with so much like vigor and 
passion and it's so unbelievably fiery and addictive and the only thing I mean there's a, there's other parts in your chart that are kind of kind of dictate how you react in those situations so it's it's a, a little hard for me to give advice on someone's Venus sign but I, I think that they need to find yeah. somebody who's going to appreciate those values instead of try and stifle them yeah I would say if the rest of your chart is more stable, I think this is a great Venus. I think if the rest of your chart is all fire, that's going to be a challenging thing for you. You're going to be a wild person. Yeah. And I think, well, it's like, I think it'll be fun, but like committing and actually like having a stable relationship, I think is going to be hard because you're constantly going to want something new and exciting. And that's just not how most, yes, some relationships are like that, but I would venture to bet that most of them are not. No, like, I, I, we all have I would to literally brush our teeth in front of each other every dude, day. Dude, no, I would <laughs> seriously put money on the fact. It's like, look, y there's there's couples therapy for a mm -hmm, reason. Mm -hmm. It's because you end up in routine, the mundane, the boring, and everybody still wants all those butterflies yep. and excitement. So imagine if that is something that is so ingrained in your like creation, right? That's yeah. going to be a really big struggle. So I guess our advice... Just lean into the Venus. See where it takes you. <laughs> lean into the Venus. Okay. That's <laughs> enough of you. Moving on. I'm not drinking today. Just everyone's aware. <laughs> Venus and Taurus. This is a really good Venus to have. In fact, they say it's one of the best ones. So this is someone that really revels in like sensual surroundings. So these people, they project themselves as really solid, comfortable, Something about their manner promises they'll be satisfying lovers and partners. They need a certain measure of predictability and dependability in their relationships. Even if their son is more spontaneous sign like Aries or Gemini, they want to feel very grounded in their love life, which you can relate to because you're a Venus and Virgo. It's similar. Venus in Taurus men and women can be possessive in love and they're really threatened by fast paced, high energy situations in the context of relationships and love. They're very central partners. They require lots of hands-on expressions of love. So you take that as you will. Their lovers may complain that Venus and Taurus can get a little too comfortable and settled. <laughs> they don't like change in relationships. They will resist it at all cost. But even if they seem stuck in a groove, which we call Taurus stubbornness, you can always reassure yourself by remembering that they are constant partners. Personally, that sounds like a nice thing to me. If you want to please them, you need to, they need to really like, you need to express to them that you really love their loyalty and that they're important to you and that you're loyal to them. You have to give them really like good words of affirmation, all, all the love languages really, and get physical with them and do comfortable things when you're physical. Don't push them in love, give them plenty of time. You do really patient with them, all that stuff. And you have to really make them feel like they can be nurtured and they'll basically give the same to you. So it's kind of like a, I don't know, it's a trusting situation, which is, so it's a, I don't want to say it's comfortable because it's not comfortable. You have to really work hard to get them. But once you get them, you'll feel comfortable. So their personal ad bio is I'm a dependable guy or gal. My ideal date consists of good food, fine wine and cuddling up with each other at home. I totally see somebody who has their Venus and Taurus being into like sensei. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. They are very physical lovers. They ha they love scents, sounds, feels, pleasing forms. They probably have, I'd say this all the time, sage, very spiritual, very patient, very natural and earthy. Now with possessions, <laughs> 
They want high quality, durable products. They are good with their money. They spend like crazy. They love objects of beauty, good food. Like they're not going to buy, they're not going to buy shitty food. They're going to buy the really good stuff. It's just the way they are. They'll take you to the best restaurants. And, but they don't like anything like cheap, gaudy, tacky, no, excessively totally value, bold. They value craftsmanship. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's not it's not like they just like nice things. They want things that like they can re- like all the tourists I know they take really good care of their stuff. So that's yeah. So what do we think about this Venus? Because I know that Taurus isn't always something that inspires you, but it's a good <laughs> match for you from Venus and Taurus. Um. So the thing about having a Venus and Taurus is that they can also they can be a little possessive. Yes. Right. Cause once yeah. they form an attachment that that's it, right. They're like, I've invested in you. So yeah. there better be some type of return. Yeah. So the only struggle that I can see, cause I think, I think it's lovely and I totally vibe with the whole idea of like brilliant craftsmanship and all the finer things in life. Like so me, like, you know, they so always me. smell good. Ugh. Right. Yeah. And also like into the whole touchy feely, like yeah, massages, thing, right? whole thing. like yeah. that's my thing. Um, well, and it's, Taurus, as you say, is supposed to be the most sensual sign in the zodiac. Yeah, but I I think the struggle that this person's going to have, especially in today's dating place, which I feel like it's another one of those things that we're going to talk about a lot throughout the course of this podcast, yeah. is that they'll struggle to maintain those relationships or even end up in a committed relationship because of the insecurity around the fact that everything is. I mean, the only way traditional and they're annoyed that it's not, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. So the only way that I can describe is dating right now is similar to fast fashion. Yeah. Right. Or or fast food. Yeah. Like it just comes and goes. And there's like a lack of commitment from Mm -hmm. pretty much everybody in the damn dating world at this point, which is so frustrating. Um, Because always a new thing, a better thing, a shiny toy. Yeah. And they won't like that. So I I think that they're going to struggle with that. And then if they do end up in a relationship, there is going to be that insecurity because they know how they met that person. Mm -hmm. So uh, journal and therapy. (laughs) And communicate (laughs) with your partner. Yeah. Like a lot about what you need. Okay, cool. Moving on, Venus and Gemini. This seems like a very interesting Venus to have. So they will try to win over the objects of their affection with witty conversation. They're going to show you how much they know and really show you like their diverse interests, their encyclopedia of knowledge of like all different types of things. They probably skydive, but they also write for the New York times. They're just all over the place. They are very playful. They're very teasy. So they're going to tease you, be very sarcastic, very dry. So if you're into that, great. If not, you will not like this. They're very hard to pin down and they will resist relationships that promise to become too comfortable. So opposite of Taurus, to be honest. So even if you have like a Taurus or Cancer sun sign, the Venus and Gemini is going to be very powerful for you in relationships. And from the outside anyway, you're going to be kind of reserved and cautious about a relationship. And because you want your relationship to be really stimulating, really full of conversation. That's really important to you. The way that I like view somebody who has a Venus and Gemini is somebody who is sitting on a dock and literally has a hundred fishing poles around them. Yes. Yes. That's like totally how I see oh, them, yeah. right? Like, they're like, I've got all my lines in, baby. Yeah. I'm going to catch something. Yeah. So like that's, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're a super- throwback. Um, <laughs> exactly. They don't want to be, speaking of which, they don't want to be tied or bogged down. So that makes sense. Uh, they appreciate lightheartedness and love. They are, although they love to talk about relationships, like 
they're not going to want to talk about the deeper issues. Remember, they don't love drama and love their tastes change a lot. So it can be hard to know what you expect for them. So one day it can be they want to get married and the next day they don't want to get married. So that's very stressful, I think, for a lot of people. But people are going to love how smart they are and knowledgeable they are. And they're going to give you lots of space. They're going to have lots of friends. They're going to take you to, to do really fun things. Like I've never not had a fun date with a Gemini. It's always super fun. Now, their personal hot bio. I am fun loving. My ideal date consists of going to a cafe, taking in a movie. That's interesting. And talking about it. What? So they want to like, I think what they're trying to say is like. That sounds they so want- Scorpio though to have like a philosophical. No, philosophical- that's Gemini. Yeah, no, Scorpio would want to talk about their deep feelings. Gemini wants to talk about the movie. What happened in the movie? Does that make sense? Well, I know, but like Scorpios love philosophical discussions. Well, they have some similarities. Maybe they went and watched a damn documentary. Probably. Yeah. But these are, this is is a Venus that really only dates out of curiosity. (laughs) So they're just really curious people. I always say Gemini are the most curious sign. They want to know things. They'll ask you really hard-hitting questions. So even though they're flirty, they're going to always be a little bit aloof. Now... When it comes to money, (laughs) they want to spend money on books, information, and social events. So concerts, you know, I don't know, just events. Like they'll go to a lot of like, um, what is it? Like conferences, stuff like that. I mean, Comic-Con, who knows? But they're pretty fickle when it comes to their attachment to objects and personal possessions. So, I mean, I've kind of seen Gemini that are obsessed with stuff and I've seen Gemini that aren't. But to be honest with you, most Gemini I know are obsessed with stuff. And I think that they have really nice stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. They have, I think that they do like make purchases thinking about the kind of like tourists, like who made them and stuff. And, but they love art and they love, I mean, they just, every Gemini I've ever met loves art and they love anything that's thought provoking and anything that's happy and light. Although I will mention that most Gemini men I know, specifically men have like a dark darkness to them. I feel like they really like, like anything dark. So dark art, dark music, just, I don't know. It's like a vibe. I can't quite explain it. It's kind of like Capricorn men and Scorpio men. That's the men specifically. The women are all over the place. So yes, there we are. That's <laughs> Venus. And so I went all over the place just like they are. What do you think? Uh, well, I think that this is a struggle for this person um, because they're, they, they know exactly what they want. They do. They want someone who's really clever, very well cultured, and someone they can sit and have conversations with about all the books that they've read. Like it's it's going to be a very stimulating relationship when yes. they have it, which is similar to what we were talking about, Aries, right? And and this this specific sign is such a flirt, right? Oh my god! So so annoying. They're they're like going it. to have to find a partner who can handle that right which is why we always say that libra is such a great pair for gemini yeah because they're both flirts and they're both going to go to the party and like they're both going to do their own things and do you feel like venus and aries would appre- would like that i don't think that they like i think they're usually a good match but do you think they would like the flirting i don't feel like they would like that would i don't think them. venus and aries would no that's what i'm talking but about but i feel venus like and venus in gemini would right i'm talking about do you think of venus and aries and venus and gemini are a good match then in that sense no. Yeah, I mean neither. Even though they should be a good match, I don't like the jealousy. I feel like Aries would not appreciate that. They'd be no. like, I'm above this. I don't like this. Yeah, that's why I like Libra for them. Got it. Move yeah. on. Move on. <laughs> so <laughs> I was more curious and needed to interrupt you. That was very Gemini of you Thanks. to you know explore your curiosity, which they love people who yeah. are curious and want to learn. So they're gonna find somebody who's you know the professional student. I feel like right. Yeah, but I don't know. I. I I love Gemini. I always have a blast with them. I think they're so much fun. And 
it doesn't matter if this is your Venus or if it's your sun sign for me. Like I, I love people who have Gemini in their chart because they're so stimulating for me. But do you think in a love relationship and a partnership, this would drive you crazy though? Because you're Venus and Virgo, you will not like the instability, right? It would make. Oh, me I feel... hate instability. Right. So I as do. a friend, it's good. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I personally don't like instability. I like surprises, but I like it's yeah. instability is not a surprise. Yeah. That's just that's nobody likes a crack in their foundation. It's very hard to deal with that. I think. Yeah. yeah. I, this is a very specific I Venus. Spont- I, I mean, I struggle with spontaneity, and yeah. that's like where they thrive. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Do you have advice for them? My advice for them would probably be if you don't want to be in a relationship at all and they've never thought you wanted to be in a relationship, then don't tell people you want to be in a relationship. Oh, somebody speaking from personal experience. <laughs> I think Venus and Gemini, like, I mean, I look, I never, I didn't really look up a lot of people's Venuses when I was dating them. So it's hard for me to like dictate. But if I'm just dealing with Gemini, I know that like sometimes they'll say what they want, but they don't want that. And I'm like, well, don't say that then because you're misleading someone. I think that's why people get frustrated with them. So I could totally see a Venus and Gemini speaking too soon out of like in the moment. And that can really hurt somebody's feelings. So moving on to cute, uh, (laughs) Venus and Cancer. This is someone that wants to be committed and they want a predictable relationship. Hello, Venus and Taurus is a good match for you. These are people are very sensitive in love. Shocking. (laughs) They're very playful though. And so that's something that's good. But I think that if they have a sign like Gemini or Leo, this is going to be super power and powerful no matter what. Their egos are a little underdeveloped. Sorry, I read that wrong. Underdeveloped when it comes to love, but they have a lot to give in return, like security, comfort, care. So these people, they show their love by caring for you. They're going to take care of you. So if you're sick or, you know, you need them, like something I hear a lot from people with their water sign partners is like, they did my laundry. They watered my plants. They held me when I was upset. They got me something at the store. Like it's, it's a lot of like gestures and things like that. And they pay more attention to your feelings than your words. And they will observe you very carefully. So they know when you're about to cry. They know when you're upset. They know when you're anxious. They want it to be safe and solid in their relationships. Now they can be very moody in love. So (laughs) sometimes they'll give you the silent treatment and they'll kind of pout to get attention from their partners. And that's not a good thing. So they're turned off by anything impersonal. And if you rationalize too much with them or you over explain things like Gemini, it's going to make them very cold. They're not afraid of emotional confrontations. I will always say the cancer is dramatic AF and they do not mind an, an emotional encounter. Still, they're like always worried that they're going to be left high and dry. So you're dealing with someone who is pretty insecure in love. And if you they've ever been hurt, that's going to make it worse. They have that, that cancer scar I told you about, which sounds weird out loud. But <laughs> um, yep, that's so, just as weird as you thought. it. Yeah, did. <laughs> they're going to retreat into themselves and like a crab. Right. And it can be really difficult to pull them out. So you're going to need to really f- navigate that in a way that's probably quite difficult. But if you want to, you know, please them, snuggle with them, be very sentimental, buy them flowers, write them letters, that kind of thing. They really love a ta- family and home. You know, cancer is ruled in that area. So they care a lot about that. And you got to make them feel really confident about your relationship. So, you know, you want to give them lots of words of affirmation, lots of follow through, all that stuff. You want to make them feel really secure, really cared for. And, you know, in return, you're going to get a very patient, dependable, and loving partner. The personal ad bio. <laughs> I'm just a regular guy, gal. I've built a solid foundation. I'm comfortable and comforting. I care. I stick around. 
My ideal date consists of eating in and snuggling up to each other. Okay, Taurus feels like a really good match for this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, sensitive, sentimental, caring, all that stuff. When it comes to their possessions, okay, this is important. They generally are going to save for a rainy day, and they're pretty frugal with money. I will tell you most cancers I know, extremely frugal. They will spend the most on their family and close friends, though. And if they're like building a home or something like that, because their home is like their little oasis and they're attracted to art as well, but they want art that's like really homey, romantic and traditional. So yeah, I mean, very similar, very akin to Taurus, but a little bit more sensitive, emotional and yeah, I, I don't want to say needy, but it, needy is a word. Well, right? and, and that's the thing, right? So like, that's the advice that we have to give to somebody who has their Venus in cancer. Yeah. So I can see this. Ooh, ooh. I can see a weaker person who leans into this as someone who searches for mommy or daddy, right? Oh, okay. Somebody to take care of them. What do you mean by Whereas, weak? Someone who has like some things they need to work out, right? Yes. Yeah. Whereas I see somebody who at best is going to be that nurturing and caring. Well, okay. So what? The moon is the planetary ruler of cancer, right? right? So yeah. So you've got someone that's like emotional and sensual and, and then you mix that in with Venus and it can go either way. So like I said, like at worst, it's somebody who's seeking for someone to take care of them. And at best, it's somebody who wants to take care of others. Because you always yeah. want to make sure that like when you're when you're giving love to someone, it's done in a way where you're not expecting anything in return. And so I feel like for those who haven't done the work on themselves are going to, it's going to be a blame game. It's like, well, I did this for you. Hmm, Why haven't okay. you done anything for me? So you're, I think what you're, just so I clarify. So what you're saying is at worst, you're giving selfishly or taking selfishly, but at best you're giving without any expectation. Yes. And, but you also want it back. I mean, you can't be someone that well, just of course. gives. Right. Yeah, no, of course. And, you're and, confident. You know, and I think, I think the thing that they're going to struggle with too, is finding the balance between a healthy relationship and one that's a little too clingy. Dependent. dependent yeah. Because yeah. I can also see somebody like cancer never wants to go through a breakup. So I think they're more likely to end up in an, an unhealthy relationship mm-hmm. that should have fizzled out a long time ago. Yeah, they're always in but they don't, past expiration dates. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they don't want to go through the breakup because that's... It's, a, it's emotionally draining yeah. and, they, and they never recover from it. Exactly. They will recover, but it's hard to do so. Well, that's good advice. I do think that this partner can be amazing, though. If they are in their best self, I think this could be one of the like the most amazing lovers. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think they could... Exactly. Like, yeah. I think it would be whoever whoever they choose to love is going to know that they're loved. Like they won't question it. Awesome. Cool. Venus and Leo. I'm a Venus and Leo, so don't judge me. (laughs) They are very proud people. Um, People would say that they're boastful. So (laughs) they will turn humble signs. So even if you're like a Virgo, so this is speaking to me specifically, or a cancer or something like that, it's going to make these people a demanding lover. I understand this. So they want to be courted and they want to court and they need to feel very special. They're very warm, generous and grand. Like they will spoil the crap out of people they love. Uh, they're very, very loyal, especially to their partners. I can confirm that just, as, <laughs> just so everybody knows she has spoiled the shit out of me since I've been here and I am not complaining. <laughs> and they're very, lo- they're very loyal though. So the most important thing ever with Leo is loyalty. That's important to know. And loyalty means that, different things for certain Leos, but it's not, oh, we're just, we're going to be friends. It's commitment. (laughs) So they want romantic attention. 
So they want lots of displays. They want you to like show them off. They want to show you off. It's, it's harmless though. It's not like they're trying to, it's something that's almost like childlike, like you need to see my possessions and this is, you know, um, so if, if you are going to show if like, if you're going to show them off though, then, you know, you need to make sure you do it appropriately and in a very nice way. Just be careful with that. They want to appear experienced in love, even if they have little or no experience whatsoever. So you're not going to know. Actually funny when I was dating, I think guys would meet me and they would assume certain things because I think I was like kind of mysterious with some of them in the beginning. And I think I was almost like my Venus being like, I'm not going to let you know what's going on sort of. But I felt like I was, like, I was experienced, but I felt like I was, a, I was perceived as more experienced even than I was. And I felt like my Venus grounded me and that was my Virgo. I, I don't think would have done that. So this is, these are, these are people that won't have very high expectations, but once you know their expectations, it's good. You're all good. So that's something you should know. They are threatened by a relationship that appears to have settled too much or one that's lost its spark. They're threatened by indifference, impersonal behavior. They don't like when their partners like let themselves go. They want everything to be grand and wonderful and beautiful. That's important. Their need for physical expression through sex is very important. And their need for love is even stronger. So it's really hard for them to separate love and sex. And they're going to have like crazy fantasies that are going to be infused with a lot of love and affection. So these are people that could be in a relationship for a long time that's just sexual. On the flip side, they can last longer. They can last longer in a lo- lo- love-only relationship in the absence of satisfying sex, but they're likely to feel very satisfied. So, hang on. So while you, while you're talking about this, so I'm I'm listening, but I'm also kind of like doing a little bit of you know stuff on the side. Yeah. Did you know? <laughs> okay, this is gonna be weird for you. So people with a Venus in Leo often have reddish tones in their hair. Mm, that's so weird. <laughs> right? I'm a redhead. I know. That's what I was like, oh my God. But guess what? They also tend to have curly hair that vaguely resembles a lion's mane. <laughs> oh my God. That's so weird. <laughs> right? I also have curly hair. I was like, this is like, okay, oh my God, I have to share this with you before I forget and <laughs> move on. Because I was like, oh my God. Like, And it says this is especially true for women. Oh my God. That's so I weird. know. I have like goosebumps. I was oh like, my oh my God, I have to tell you this. So I'm sorry I interrupted you. But no, it's also fine. Like, what? So... One thing I'll say to Venus and Leo, remember that your small jealousies are affirmations that you like that you find attractive and expect the rest of the world to as well. You want to it, you want to let these people decide where to go on a date and sometimes you can even let them pay too, but I think when Venus in, is in Leo, they want to feel loved and appreciated and they're going to in return give you loyalty, lots of fun, lots of physical expression and lots of loyalty. The personal ad bio is I'm warm hearted and fun. I'm funny and experienced. Let me show you a good time. (laughs) I love it. Oh my God. So this is a magnificent and grand Venus. Remember that. And they take pride in love in their love relationships. And when it comes to their money, they're very generous, very warm hearted, very proud, very extravagant. They are going to want nice stuff. Very nice stuff. They're going to spend a lot on entertainment, sometimes just to show stuff off. Like when they go out to dinner, they're really good tippers. They're going to give really special and generous gifts. They love art. They love clothes, furnishings, music. They love music. Uh, They love things that are very romantic, lavishly comfortable, opulent, all that stuff. So I would say to this, I can only speak from experience. (laughs) To this, Venus, my advice would be like cool but like tone it down because it's just once again like especially if you are an earth sign or water sign 
you generally at heart don't really want this unpredictable, I don't want to say unpredictable, but like crazy lavish relationship. I think it would stress you out. So you're going to have this really weird pull with your Venus, I think with your sun sign and trying to figure out that. But I will tell you that there are days where I'm just laying on the couch with my husband. I'm like, why aren't we like in another country doing something fun? Like, why aren't we out like all dressed up? And that's definitely my Venus. So the Venus is stronger than people think, think it is. Like, yeah. I think it's really strong. And the Leo and Venus, I can imagine, is extremely strong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so here's the thing about like Venus and Leos. So like they can be, they can live a totally happy and fulfilling life being single forever. They don't need a partner in the same way that I feel like cancer does or Pisces, like water signs. Like I feel like water signs just feel incomplete without a partner, but Leo doesn't. Leo is like fiercely independent. And if they're going to make a choice to be in a relationship, then that's something that they're choosing to get into, but they don't need it. And when they do get into it, I think because they don't need it, sometimes they need constant reassurance because they're like, why am I involved in this? I don't need to be. I was happier alone. I was independent. I didn't have to worry about anybody. And now here I am spending my time with someone and I'm not even really sure that I want to or where this is going to go. And so they need constant validation and reassurance to make them feel like being in that committed relationship is a good and healthy thing for them. So so it's fascinating because you never think of a Leo as someone who is like insecure or needy in relationships, but I do think that that can tend to come out if they're with somebody who doesn't provide that validation and reassurance. Yes. Because otherwise they're like, screw it, I'll just be alone. Yeah, 100%. Because yeah. they feel like they're really confident in being alone, to be honest. Yeah. Cool. No, I, yeah, I, I think, I think, <laughs> to be honest, I'm really happy that I don't have my Venus in Leo. It's so hard. <laughs> oh, and something I totally forgot to mention is that if you're, when you, in astrology, your Venus is always going to be like the month you're born, the month after, the month before. Before it's your morning star and after it would be your evening star. So like mine is Leo. I'm a Virgo, right? And hers is Virgo. She's a Virgo. So that makes sense. I had no idea until I researched it. I was yeah. like, what are the odds? Like, I know it's crazy. It's weird. So it doesn't, you don't need to know what time you're born. You only need to know what time you were born for like your house, but all right, we're getting into Jack's Venus Virgo. What's an interesting, this one, I when I did so research, I was very fascinated I by this. So much freaking Virgo in my chart. It's disgusting. So this is what's funny about this one. This is not a flirtatious person. Generally. <laughs> well, we know better than that yeah. about me. Instead, their appeal lies in their dedication, their willingness to work on the relationship and to make the relationship work in real terms. Unlike Venus and Leo, they won't try to impress you with grand gifts or promises. Their gifts are less showy, but perhaps far more generous gifts of devotion and attention to details about you, which I can confirm. Well, the second every- half, I, I would say you're flirty. Everything. Oh, I'm a total flirt. <laughs> but that's your rising. I'm so a total yeah. flirt. I took my pants <laughs> off and ran in the ocean yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> These people are quietly and sometimes softly make their way into your heart. They're quite sensitive in love, even insecure, and they're a little bit reserved. Sometimes they can appear like a loner. Yep. I had can, no friends. That can be part of their appeal to some people, though. They prefer to play it safe in their relationships and they need to be confident that you like them before they, they make a move. They're really good listeners and they make it a habit to observe and learn all of your ins and outs. I can confirm this so much. <laughs> like she remembers the weirdest stuff. I'm like, what? Sometimes she remo- remembers things that I don't remember. I said that were very important. And sure. Like weirds me out. I have a strange, like my family and the friends that I do have, I believe they call my memory that of an elephant. Like I just don't forget <laughs> stuff. It's weird. This is the funniest thing I read. Are you ready? Great. Does it say something about me having a lisp? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. 
Their love can be of the kindergarten variety. They show they care by nagging or criticizing. I'm like, wait, what? What is the kindergarten variety? Like, what does that have to do with Like, you know, like they tease you, poke at you. You totally do that. Like, you poke fun at people to show that you love them. I do. And if you're a Venus and Leo, you don't like that very much. So you take a hard time to it. So you're truly here to help people. And you're attracted to nondescript people who have largely gone unnoticed. Show-offs and know-it-alls are turn-off. You do not like that, which is funny because you actually want someone said that's intimidating. According to this, you do not like that. You want someone that's approachable, that's dependable, that's going to honor you. So this is a sign that does need space. So that's really important. Really, really, really important. They need space in order to miss you, like you. They're really not difficult to please after you take care of their basic needs. Avoid pushing your friends or family on them too fast because they can be a little like overwhelmed. They aim to please. They're easily intimidated by other people's experiences. This is true. Let them know how much you value them and they will reward you with devotion and a charming willingness to talk things out. Their personal ad bio is I will care for you and do lots of little things for you. I will help you. Makes a lot of sense. That checks out. So in love, very practical. They'll run errands for you, do detail work for you, or they'll just be there for you. You know, all that stuff. Now with the other side of this, the money, they're going to spend money with care and they're going to spend it on practical things instead of frivolous ones. They're not just like big spenders. They don't do that. It will be on like skincare. It has to be something basic and practical for them. Everything has to have a purpose. Yes. And like I said, the bad thing about this Venus or the dark side, let's call it that, is it very critical of partners. Like they will criticize their partner to death before they meet them. So it could be anything. And that will really step, stop, stomp on them being able to fall in love because the negatives will outweigh anything. Very picky, very worrisome. Overanalyze people to death, like their words they've chosen, the way their hair looks, everything. I cannot tell you how often, especially since I've been dating here in LA, a lot of like, would you just stop being so picky? And I'm like, like, I get it. I'm a Virgo, <laughs> but like it, it, allow, it, it like you're well, you know, not allowing yourself to get to know people because it's all about your first impression. And I think sometimes they always say go on three dates. Now, some people are not worth three dates. I'm no, fully aware gross. of that, but some Ew. people are. And sometimes that mm. third date is the crack. There's the one that cracks the nut up. Okay. So, so <laughs> okay. Gross. So no. So it's, it's fun. You know, it's like the more Alana and I continue to do these podcasts, the more we learn about ourselves. Well, moving on to things that are not good for you. Wait, um, are you going to give this person advice? I'm sitting here. I'm waiting for your advice. Oh, okay. Sorry. Talk to so me. my advice would be just like, take it easy and have fun and like let people in that you wouldn't normally let them in. As my mother says, date people that you don't want to date because see what happens. Like the guy from Sprouts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you didn't want to date him. You were blushing. But I'm just saying like it, look, if it has a red flag, why are you going out with it? And then you're like, Oh, well, it didn't work out. I'm like, yeah, it was a walking red flag. Like if someone is just like the worst match for you and then you're surprised, it's going to discourage you. Just don't do it. Right. Yeah. Don't ever go running towards a red flag expecting it to turn green. It's not going to. So anyways, moving on. Okay. Which I guess is kind of counterintuitive for a light because they do turn green eventually. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Venus and Libra. These are people that are going to impress you with their kindness, their willingness to make your relationship work, all that stuff. They're very polished in love, which I think a lot of people can find a little insincere or superficial. They are gentle lovers and they do not like to be offended. Remember, this is a sign that likes balance. They're threatened by bad manners and directness or abrasive expression of feelings. So 
don't be dramatic. That's as far as I can say. They will run so fast. I have never seen a Libra that enjoy drama at first and they will just leave. They're done. They not only prefer to choose the middle road, they seek the middle ground in their relationships. Take that as you will. Expect to be treated fairly and you may be turned on by them because they will concede and adjust their lives to fully accommodate you. Once again, take that as you will. They can become quietly resentful if they feel they're being taken advantage of and they make it easy for more aggressive types to bully them around like a Venus and Aries or something like that. These people want to be treated kindly and fairly in love and they love to share everything with you. So let them. Foreplay for them is going to be mental. Sex is going to be mental. They want to communicate with you, all that stuff. You need to share with them your turn-ons and your turn-offs, all the different stuff. Remember, they're a very logical sign. They want to know things but you have to give it in a way that's digestible and calm. Their personal ad bio is, I'm just a nice guy, gal. Some say I'm too nice. I'm romantic and love good conversations. I will please you. All I ask for is fairness. Pretty, you know, you know. Typical Libra. Yeah. Now, one thing you need to know about this is that they're idealistic. So they want to make sure that you, it is a little bit like Leo where you got to try really hard all the time. It's important. So even yep. though they're fair and blah, 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 they are going to leave if they're totally not interested anymore. They they're are just... an extremely like graceful, charming, and elegant person. Right. Which is yeah. why fire signs are so good for them because they ground them. It's funny that they're like grounding for a fire sign, almost like a Virgo. So when it comes to money, as we all know, <laughs> this is very important to know, they are going to want the nice stuff. Like the really, really nice stuff. They don't want gaudy, tacky, or noisy art anything like that. They love the nice, lavish stuff, really, you know, sensual, nice things. They're very artistically inclined. I would, I would actually say that Libra are some of the most artistic people I've ever met. Did you know that Pablo Picasso had his Venus in Libra? Yeah, that's amazing. Actually, I think I did learn that one time. Yeah. Yeah. That's that Venus. Uh, This Venus sounds interesting to me and different than the others. It's not explosive. It's very grounded. It is. Yeah. And, and, And it's fascinating to me, right? Because Libra has this intuition that they'll know if someone's good for them or not, like if someone's going to balance them out, Yeah. right? So my my curiosity is is whether or not that gut instinct is going to really drive home the decision whether or not you're going to choose to have a second date with that person mm. or if they ignore it, right? I could see Libra being like either very sure of themselves because I have yet I have yet to meet an insecure Libra. You don't know what they're thinking about. Yeah, very that's true, just which is so unbelievably frustrating it's for so me. It's so irritating. Oh. I don't like it. Yes, but I'm but I am fascinating because if they instinctively know that that person that they're picking as their lover is going to balance them out, I wonder how many people they had to go through before they found that out. Mm-hmm. But also, are they in the position like you constantly tell me and that you were saying earlier, which is you should give people at least three chances. Do you think that they're going to give them those extra two chances if they don't feel that gut instinct? Yeah, they will because they're actually somebody that wants to dig deep and try to figure it out. It's like puzzles. All right. Venus and Scorpio, a very interesting Venus sign, probably the one that everyone is into. This is somebody that's going to attract people with intensity and willingness to commit. So I don't know if you noticed, but when a Scorpio likes you and wants to be in a relationship with you, pretty much after the first date, it's done. It's extremely aggressive and quick. And that can be a lot for some people, but some people like that. They have a strong and concentrated manner, which adjusts their feelings run deep. People like that. When they're in love, their actions are going to promise a very deep commitment and sexual pleasure. So 
even if they're not telling you this directly, you kind of see in their eyes, people with Venus and Scorpio have very intense eyes. That's what I've read, especially usually it's like they say it's like as deep as the ocean or something dramatic like that. Their appeal lies in their focus on you and their dedication. They have really good eye contact. It's all about the eyes. Venus and Scorpio seems fearless when it comes to intimacy. Potential lovers got the feeling that Venus and Scorpio will never stray, that they are intensely loyal to the one they love. They possess you and somehow make it seem attractive to be possessed, which is kind of like, I consider it like a vampire kind of of thing, because I generally think of that Venus as a vampire. This is someone that is going to uh, want you to compete for their attention. Okay. So they're very focused on their partners. Depending on your personality, you're going to either find this unnerving or really flattering. They have a strong need to control their partner. Although this won't be immediately apparent and they may not ever admit it to you, they have a lot of jealousy and a lot of suspicion. So if you do anything that suggests that you are slumming it around town or you're not committed, they're done and that's it. And you're never like with a Scorpio, they'll give you a second chance as their friend, but they'll never love you again. It's just not what's going to happen. It's a very quick on and off switch. Their body and soul love and commitment can be so intense that it eclipses fun and makes loving them a very heavy experience. So if you're somebody that doesn't want that, you're going to be really irritated by this and it's going to be really frustrating. These people can be jealous of all your attachments, but few will admit it. So for example, if you're somebody that has people in your life that you're intimate, you've been intimate with in the past, absolutely not. They'll never, ever be okay with that. But remember, they are very devoted, very, very loving. And if you are somebody that really likes that kind of love, like that kind of twisted, Intensity. sick, dependable love. Yeah, it's so intense. Then I think you're going to like this. I think that I could imagine like two girls that are Venus and Scorpios being together would be the most dramatic thing on the planet. Oh my <laughs> like, goodness. I can't even imagine. Like, oh my God. Uh, but, you know, this is someone that you're going to really need to show your commitment and loyalty to. And, you know, they probably would also like if, you know, you were experienced in that, in the boudoir and you showed off your skills in every which way. And they also appreciate lingerie, by the way. So their personal (laughs) advice. That doesn't matter where Scorpio is in your chart. They just, yeah. Oh, and one thing to know, they are very secretive. So when they're silent, they don't want to talk to you, leave them alone. Do not push them. If they're like, I'm not feeling well, do not push them. Leave them alone. It will be extremely unnerving and frustrating, but sorry. Also before you move on. So something really interesting about um, having your Venus in Scorpio is it's the exact detriment of the ruling house of Venus, right? So, which, which is challenging because it means that there are specific sacrifices that somebody who has a Venus in Scorpio are willing to make that may not necessarily be the most healthy. So you'll see you'll see some problems that are caused in creating happy relationships and building financial security, right? So this is, for example, this person may fall in love with somebody knowing damn well that that person is like a gold digger and they're going to take all their money and ruin them, but they don't care because they're so focused on the love or like vice versa. So it's, it's a fascinating situation and a very strange position because Venus rules relationships. So I, I would love to um, actually probably connect with somebody who has their Venus. I know who does. Talk with them. My brother-in-law does. Oh, really? Yeah, I found that out last night, and I was like, "That makes so much sense." Like, see more secretive, private, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's very fascinating. I, I once I saw that, I started to understand him more. Yeah, it's yeah. 
It's very interesting. And then you also see how like Venus can't use its full power with Scorpio because yeah. it's the on the opposite side. Yeah, because so, Taurus and Scorpio are opposites. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I don't know. I, I found that rather fascinating. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So personal ad bio. I'm emotional and deep. I'll be very loyal too forever. I'm looking for commitment. I'll make you happy in bed. <laughs> I loved that part. Oh, that was funny. So deeply passionate person, very desirable, blah, blah, blah. Like, don't be superficial and f- when you're flirtatious, all that stuff. Remember, body and soul, all that stuff. When it comes to, like, money and stuff like that, this is a really important. Their taste in art, clothing, furnishings, music, all that stuff is going to be very dark, surreal, passionate. Some say gothic. Money, I would say with Scorpio and love, like, they're going to be really into gifts. And in general, Venus and Scorpio is somebody that likes to give gifts and stuff like that. But they're not just going to spend money willy nilly. They're specific about how they spend their money, but they will spend it. Like they're definitely not frugal in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on to a sign that needs a lot of space and no introduction. (laughs) Venus and Sagittarius. So when Venus and Sagittarius people are in love, they need to feel they can grow and expand their horizons through their relationship. They want to learn new things and experience everything together. Take that as you will. They're idealistic lovers, once again, big shocker, who want you to appreciate their beliefs, visions, and ideals. So if you don't have similar political beliefs or religious beliefs, that's probably going to be a problem. They can be a confusing mix of lightheartedness and serious. Can confirm this. So much so with SAGs. They are roamers and seekers, and they don't commit in their relationships easily at all. So these, once again, I'm going to say it again, are people that often will pursue open relationships or maybe, you know, Hookup culture is very common for people who know their Venus and Sagittarius. Absolutely. Yeah. These are people that turn others on with their big smiles and laughs, their jokes, their grand schemes, their dreams, and their friendly flirtatious behavior. They pride themselves on being open-minded, but (laughs) you're going to notice that they're really freaking judgmental. I have to say that people think Virgo is the most judgmental sign. No, 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 no. Sagittarius is the most judgmental sign, but I love that about them so much. And they're more direct than a Virgo is. They don't have as much filter. Yeah, that's the word. Thank you. More cross. They are threatened by inhibitions on the part of their lover's dullness and emotional overkill. So as Jackie would say, cool your jets. (laughs) They're restless. (laughs) and Yeah. They're (laughs) restless and won't put up with lovers who dwell on any one thing. When the going gets tough in their relationship, they have an overwhelming need to run away. They're the wanderers of a Zodiac. If you ever sag in your chart, your initial inclination is to leave and to run away. Oh, yeah, of course. Can confirm. Yeah. Usually this only means... (laughs) Usually this only means getting out and experiencing something new before they come back. But sometimes it can be for good. You need to look past their clumsiness with you and your feelings and avoid cornering them or forcing them to commit. Their personal ad bio, I am fun and funny. I have joy to V and I love to laugh. I'm open to experience. So this is a very romantic, adventurous partner that's going to be very straightforward and blunt with you. So they're not going to lie to you if they don't want to have a relationship with you. That's going to be very, very clear. They're not going to lead you on. They're very direct, which I appreciate about them. With money, they're not always especially attached to personal possessions because they're wanderers, remember? So they're not known to be frugal either. So a lot of them will equate money with freedom and they're going to put their money into things like travel, things that are maybe like, you know, a way for them to get away or to experience life. So they'll go to concerts, like all that stuff. I think when it comes to SAGs, like they love money and they'll spend it as long as it 
adds to the bottom line of what they're experiencing. So it's less about like buying a nice couch and more about like buying a nice car or buying like a nice trip somewhere. You know, they want experiences rather than stuff. So what, so you've got, you know, Venus and Sagittarius. So you combine Venus, which is like the lover, but it's under the rule of Jupiter, right? Because Jupiter rules Sagittarius, right? which is the planet of freedom, luck, and like breathless risks. So like this, right? Exactly. So having a Venus and Sagittarius, like it's, it's like a mutable quality, but the element is fire. So it's very, very fascinating. And I don't think that there will ever be a moment of security when dating this person. No, I don't even know. Like they just inspire me, but I'm like having it in my chart is very, it's strange and alienating to me. And I think it can be alienating to have a Venus in Sag. Like, yeah. And here you were thinking that having Leo in Venus <laughs> was going to be the hardest. It's like, no, no having, Sag's harder. Yeah, I'm saying Sag now. Is way yeah. harder, man. Yeah. Okay. Venus and Capricorn. Venus and Capricorn people are going to win you over by their self-control, their presence of mind and responsible behavior. Mm, sexy. These lovers want you to know that they are goal-oriented, witty, savvy, and controlled. Nobody can get the best of them. They want you to see just how competent they are. They like some measure of predictability in their relationships, but they're very cautious in love. Did Aren't you going out with a Venus in Capricorn right now? Or are you going to go out with one? Yeah, this is the guy are, from the grocery store. Is there another one too? I don't know. There's not. Uh, the mm. guy from last night, his Venus is in Pisces. Oh, we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> yummy, yummy. That's so cute. Okay. So they're not going to be gaga over love. Or at least they don't express that, okay? It's, like, more reserved. Like, you have to kind of fill them out. So people are going to complain that they're a little too practical and a little deliberate. It's going to be annoying for them. They can come come across as lacking in warmth and spontaneity. So if you're a Venus in uh, Sagittarius, do not approach this. (laughs) Truth is, I think they can be really romantic people, and they want a partner who can share their lives with. Like, I do see when... Capricorn decide to settle down or really love someone it's extremely obvious and they're very grand and very loving and very showy but it takes a lot these are people that are attracted to serious goal-oriented lovers they're a little shy when it comes to the heart but they don't want you to know that if they like knowing where your relationship is headed you'll be really happy about that and they plan ahead in love unlike Venus and like Pisces or something they're gonna let you know exactly where they are at all times sometimes in a way that's a little bit rude a little uh so they're practical and realistic they want to impress you with the things they do you have to appreciate their saving for a rainy day attitude and be aware that they want to show you off in a quiet way not necessarily going to post about you on social it's just they're more like private dad bio is i have a good time i invest wisely i will give you security marriage and family are important to me these are serious people about their finances everybody knows this about capricorn they love their money they're really, really, really good at saving. And I would give them all my money to put it into like a fund because they know what they're doing. They do not just spend things. Yeah, they'll figure it out. Yeah. And they want enduring connections in their lives. And so, you know, when it comes to money, I think they see it as like a way to preserve for their future. They're really frugal though. And that can be really freaking irritating. Like, oh my God, like totally coupon people. I, oh my God, I love my grandma so much. But we'll mail me coupons, like so coupon based, which is great. I'm just, I'm a Venus and Leo, so I don't get it. But Venus and Capricorn are going to have super coupon-y, you know, lots of sales. It feels, it, it's so funny because Venus and Capricorn feel so contradictory, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not that it's like the exact opposite, similar to like a Scorpio would be, but 
I mean, think about it. Like Venus is the, it's a planet that rules like money, love, pleasure, harmony, relaxation, beauty, art, well, that makes sense. They vanity. Yeah. And then also overspending. Capricorn are obsessed with art. They're obsessed with money. It's just about how they process it. Like I've never met a Capricorn that wasn't discriminating about like their art and their clothes and all the different music or whatever. Like they want high quality, high status, professional objects of art, furnishings and clothing. Like they want nice things and they take really good care of those things. It's right. really important Which is to them. Great, but I also see them as like really hardworking, really serious, like lots of like really good discipline. And I don't, I mean, it's, it, to me, it's a contradiction because I see Venus as being like, I always picture Venus as being like more relaxed and I've mm. yet to meet a relaxed Capricorn. I would say that they're not, it's not a relaxed planet as much as like, it's a passionate planet. Like it's a planet, it's a planet where you're, exp- think about it. Money and love are not relaxed things. Like a Venus and Capricorn to me seems like a really ideal match. I like, sounds great, whatever. But I could just see it being so freaking frustrating. Like I think for me personally as a Venus and Leo, I would of find course. it very frustrating. I think for Venus and Virgo, perfect. Like literally makes it, you guys are the same person. Like you're so, so similar. You could be on the same page. You know, you'd find it them very alluring. Like they would make really deep eye contact with you. It would ask you questions about like your future, things that would really like provoke you. It'd be that seriousness that you want. Would they be goofy and funny? Well, that might depend on the rest of their chart, right? So if their rising sign is like a fire sign or if their sun sign is a fire sign or something like that or air or whatever, I could see them being more fun and playful. I don't know. I, I, I can connect with this so, so, so much. And like you said, I should probably find someone whose Venus is in Capricorn, even though to me, like, uh, how ironic. I want to find somebody who's a little bit more like, like, you know, embrace my Leo But maybe that is their rising sign and not their Venus. Like, I don't think in love you want that. I think with love, that would freak you out. Uh, like you need a water and earth, which is ironic because you have two of those right now. I think yeah. I could well, you know what? We're working on it. It's, you know, <laughs> it's a process. It's a process. <laughs> it's a process. We uh, will we'll update the, uh, the class on these dates at some point. Cool. All right. Venus and Aquarius. These people are going to try to impress you with their open minded future thinking spirit. They want you to see them as unique, rebellious and a little provocative. They're attractive when they're acting a little aloof. (laughs) (laughs) They want you to acknowledge and appreciate that they don't follow the beaten track in matters of the heart. So they want to be unique. They're going to do their own thing. Very witty, good conversationalists, like good, like texters, that kind of thing. These people are attracted to unusual or unconventional relationships. They don't want to follow the rules, although they probably have a lot of rules because I've never had an Aquarius in my life that didn't have a ton of rules and wasn't judgmental of that kind of thing. They can be really standoffish at first and threatened by restrictions of any kind. So once again, this is probably a Venus that likes a little bit of uh, open relationships type stuff. Emotional types are going to be put off by their detached manner and love. Venus and Aquarius want you to love them for their intellect and to admire their visions. They value lovers who are also good friends and they avoid emotional displays or confrontations like the plague. Venus (laughs) and Aquarius will delight in shocking you with their unusual ways and their forward looking thinking. So I think when I think of this kind of person, it's like just uh, an enigma is the best word for it. If you want to please them, you have to let them know how investing, interesting. Wow, investing, that's inter- That's like Capricorn in my head. How interesting they are. Put up with their occasional need to act superior or on an intellectual, intellectual level because I'm sorry, but they generally are. Like they're really freaking smart. Yeah. They're yeah. very proud of their visions and their ideas. Sometimes their ideas are weird. Sometimes you're going to be like, what the, I don't, 
Okay. Just, just like, listen. Okay. That listening to them along and dreaming with them is going to not fence them in. They're going to like that a lot. They need space and they're going to return the favor by giving you lots of room to breathe, to be yourself. So they they will definitely run into the ocean with you. They They will. They should find a Sagittarius. Absolutely. Yeah. Personal ad bio. I'm liberal. I'm not possessive. I'm looking for a friend and a lover. I'm unique. Let's talk and have some fun. Interesting. So this is going to be an unconventional person, independent person. So when it comes to money, they're going to want to be, they're going to be attracted to art, furnishings, clothing, all that stuff that comes from ancient times modern abstract futuristic they don't really have like a specific type they're kind of going to be like all over the place with it super diverse yeah and i think they're really easygoing actually about money but i can't see them spending money on things that they don't find valuable on an intellectual level like i don't see them just like spending money on things now i want to be clear about this that intellectual level could be something they saw in an infomercial that seems like a good oh idea because that's their income. So like, you know, some random cleaning product that they thought that could be really fun. That'll inspire me. I could see that. I'm not reading that. I could see that. Uh, but I think that these are people that are the, like some of the most unselfish when it comes to love. So that's, that's the thing to take away from here. And you know, if you want this Venus in to love you, you got to be super unique and go with the flow. So not good for you, Jack. Not a good one. I know. Maybe for me, but not for you. I know. Well, it, you know, it's like I think about them and there's so many like their strengths. I'm just like so drawn to. Right. They're like really tolerant. You're not going to find them as judgmental as like a Virgo. Um, they're really respectful of like other people's space, their freedoms, their rights. They're not possessive. They're super friendly and social. I love people like that. I just... I don't know. I think, I think I would struggle with like where they kind of fall short for me, which is that they can be like overly detached Mm -hmm. and impersonal. And I know that people who have their Venus and Aquarius tend to probably actually get involved in more serious relationships much later in life. Yeah. And that they're, they're unconventional, right? It's not like they're necessarily doing something for shock value. That's just who they are. Yeah. They don't want to, they don't want to play by the rules. They don't like that. I still think they're hot though. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't like a weird, like strange, like kind of all over the place person? Like yeah. that's just fun. Well, it is. It's, it's short-term fun. Yeah. Not long-term fun. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Short-term fun. All right. And our last one, Venus and Pisces, which is my husband. And Jack has also dated someone with Venus and Pisces, so she can relate here. This is someone who's super dreamy, very soft-hearted. It's like, ugh, it's hard to explain this. People with this Venus, they're so, you just want to squeeze them. And like, just love them. Like they're so like sensual and something about them. It's so cute. Everything about the way they flirt means that you're going to have a good time. Like really good kissers. Like they just have a sensuality about them and a funness that is so light and fun. And they have this elusive charm, very moody sometimes and super, super like inconsistent. So that's something to keep in mind. They want really romantic relationships, lots of poetry. They want you to text them, send them pictures of you with a pineapple. This might've happened today to Jack. Um, they can be, be nice. <laughs> their sensitivity can be a little misleading at times. Yes. They're sensitive folks, but lovers are going to find them really frustrating because this sensitivity is directed towards not only you and themselves, but everybody, all mankind. So like, you don't have to tell them about what's going on in the world all the time. It might like make them upset. <laughs> so just know, And, just so you know, this is one of the most unconditionally loving signs. So once you've got them, they're in it. Now, there's a few things that's important about this Venus that I've read. 
And the first thing is that getting them to actually commit to you is not easy. So people seem to think, I don't know why Pisces are like super pushover people. Like it's easy to make them fall in love with you. Absolutely not. Yeah, they're going to fall in love with you, but they'll fall in love with eight other people too. So you have to really show them that you're going to stick around, that you're going to let them be free, that you're going to love them. That's really important because they don't care about your status. They don't care about how successful you are. They are want to love you for you and your you know, your, your hair not being perfect. And you know, the way you talk isn't right and whatever. They well, don't care. They'll love that for you as long as that you have proven loyalty and, yes. th- and that you're helpful. Yeah. So yeah. you might think you can walk all over them. You just can't. No. So you, they will leave. People think that like they'll stick around forever, but Pisces will leave. They're not weak people. In fact, I would venture to say that they're the opposite of weak. I think they're very strong. Think about what they put up with. Like they will put up with all the bullying and all that stuff because they're tough. And I think that it's mistaken as, as weak because they're like, why are you putting up with all this? And it's like, because I can, man. And you know what? I can bounce back. So it's just, it's just a different perceptive of what tough and weak are. Now their personal ad bios, I will love you for you. I will accept you. Even if the rest of the world thinks you are unlovable, I will see you for what you really are. Oh, how sweet. This is not a sign that loves in black and white. I see all the colors of the rainbow, including all the red flags. Yes. But they will often walk past all the red flags and then fall in love anyway. Yes. (laughs) With the goddess of love and Pisces, love is all embracing. They're able to forgive and understand. And they're very seducive, very seductive. When it comes to money, this person is like obsessed with art and nice things. And I think that when I look at like some of the most fashion-y trendsetter like musicians specifically that have Venus and Pisces like I I don't know where Rihanna's Venus is but I know her as a Pisces and even Bieber and I use those two because I love them so much just trendsetters but without trying I think that they just are who they are and it that's kind of how Pisces is like I like that it speaks to me I'm gonna keep it and there's doesn't have to be like necessarily anything about that that you're impressed by they just do what they want to do like they just kind of their money, though, I wouldn't say that they're like good with money. I actually think that they're a little frugal with money. And I don't know if, those, if good with money is the right term I would use. <laughs> I just think they kind of spend it when they want to. And then they save it because they're so worried about the future. Like I could see that, that they kind of like keep it safe and are afraid to spend in a certain way. But I think that they'll spend a lot on their partners and they'd probably like spend on people and then maybe like even go into debt because they're spending money on other people. Like I don't think they spend money a lot on themselves like other people. Or they buy like nice clothes. <laughs> so... That is Venus and Pisces. How do you feel about that one? You've had experience with that one. I have. Um, so the thing is, is that I feel like people who have their Venus and Pisces in a relationship, they put their trust in somebody so much that that's the one person who can deeply hurt them so easily, right? Except they forgive like everything. So like if you are dating somebody and you cheat on them and their Venus is in Pisces, they're probably more likely to forgive you than somebody who has their Venus in another sign. However... They're also the type of person who they can't truly forgive you until the situation feels resolved. Now, remember, this is Pisces. It's all about feelings, right? So their emotions may take a minute to like catch up to their thoughts. So I don't know. I just, I feel like for someone whose Venus is in Pisces, maybe try and have a little bit more discernment and choose your partners a little bit more wisely. Not to say that like you're not picky, but remember just because they're loyal and just because they're helpful doesn't mean that they're the right person for you because there are other qualities that go into finding a partner that you're actually going to desire and need especially as you go through life 
That's good. I like that advice. So cool. What a serious episode it's been. Yeah, so we do that sometimes. Moral of a story is don't sleep on Venus. I don't know why people are like rising moon, but they totally ignore Venus. Venus is very important. And it's actually a planet that I knew about even before the moon and the rising. And I think that people need to look at it more. And that's why we're doing an episode about it. So don't sleep on your Venus. And remember, you don't need to know what time you were born to know your Venus. You just need to know the year and the date. That's it. So we are on to the end of our show, which is the Just Questions. questions. Sponsored by the Just Girl Project. Thank you. Okay. First question by Anna. What is the difference between your astrological sign and a horoscope? Okay. So <laughs> I'm not, when you're saying astrological sign, I'm assuming you're talking about your zodiac, yes, right? Your sun okay. Sign. So a horoscope is just kind of like a daily prediction, right? So it's something that they use your sun sign to generate. It does not include the rest of your chart. So while horoscopes are fun, I freaking love horoscopes. They couldn't be more opposite. I mean, the horoscope uses your zodiac. Yeah. So astrology is based on a language of archetypes and that's interpreted by people. You know, it's a little bit limiting and it doesn't really take into account Everything. any, all of your placements. But yeah. CoStar is cool because it does go into like your specific placements. Like your, yeah. what is your Venus in Leo thinking today? What it's like. And yeah. I think that's more interesting. I like using CoStar more than like a random website telling me my horoscope is like whatever. It's well, there's more so generic. Many, I mean, there's so many freaking horoscope apps these days, but yeah, no, I, I definitely lean more towards using CoStar because it does yeah. use your chart. So, okay, cool. So, um, the next question is from Demi. If horoscopes are more complicated, why is the focus usually only on the sun sign then? You know what? That's a great question. And I'm not entirely sure why it got so much credit, but I think it has something to do with the fact that people are so obsessed with birthdays. Yeah. I also think the sun sign is the most important sign in your chart. It really is. Like we joke around that the other signs are important, but it's the foundation of who you are as a person. And it's like the most relatable part of your chart. It's very wide appealing. Think about the sun, right? The sun is the biggest thing. It's the biggest planet. Well, it's a star. Right. Yeah. But it's the biggest thing in your chart. So it is going to be the most important thing. At the end of the day, if you're a Leo sun, you're a Leo. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't care what you're freaking rising and you're a Leo. So that's why. I hear what you're saying. I partially agree with you. Mm, okay. I partially agree with you. Because a lot of, think about the feedback that we've gotten recently. It's a lot of people are like, hey, like, for example, I, my Leo is a sun sign, but the rest of my chart, like I'm a double sag. Hmm. I am more connected to the Sagittarius than I am to my sun sign. So not while I can understand that the sun sign is important, I think that's just the one that's gotten the most media attention. Personally, I think your houses are more important from your, where that sign is aligned with. Mm. We can have a discussion on houses on another episode because I don't want to confuse our listeners too much with this, but that's what we'll identify more with. Awesome. I love this question. <laughs> I love this question so much. This is from Amber. Why are other people who share my sign so annoying? This is a great question. I'm so, so curious. Where is her sign? Do we know? I don't know. Um, but I will say this, that first of all, obviously the charts are probably different. So that's something to keep in mind. But if that, that sun is the same and those other parts of your chart are different, I can imagine that you'd be frustrated that they're not doing things the way you'd want them to do it. Cause you're like, you're just like me. Why are you doing this? Or why are you this way? That's probably what it is. But also I think that remember nature versus nurture is really important in shaping who you are. Yeah. So 
I, it's hard of a, it's kind of a general statement, I think. Well, I mean, we could, we could totally bring this up, right? So mm-hmm. you and I are both Virgos, but yeah. we could not, there are certain things that we are dead center on and there are certain things that we could not be more different with. Yeah. We're totally, we are so similar and so different at the same time. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like black and white drastic. But I think that I get frustrated with things I see in you that are so like me or they're so different than me and it's vice versa. Yeah. Okay. Those are all of our questions today, guys. This is a fun and very like calming episode. I liked it. Please remember to like, subscribe, comment, give us a rating. We love it. And we would appreciate your support any way we can. Yeah. And send questions to the Vicious Virgos on Instagram or the Just Girl Project. And remember, we go live usually every Tuesday. So join us there on Just Girl Project or Vicious Virgos. Have a wonderful day. And don't forget to stay stay vicious. vicious. Bye. When the sky looks like a UFO and you feel so alive.